0: What's up, everybody? This is David with Still Trippin' Podcast. Thanks for joining me today. And if you haven't been listening to the podcast, I've got to let you know about something that's very near and dear to my heart. Actually, it's closer to my knees, but that's Stance Socks. Go out and get yourself some Stance Socks, Fashion Place Mall, Stance Socks Store, or StanceSocks.com. Or if you're kind of cheap or you don't really have no money, just like free stuff, enter the Stance Socks giveaway on the Still Trippin' Podcast through Instagram. We're only active on the Gram, so that's still podcast on Instagram. And each week, we give you some basic, simple instructions on how to enter the podcast. Enter the podcast, get yourself some free socks. We give a couple pairs away each week. And if not, just go down to the mall or go to stance.com. So um, today, I want to share something with you guys. Don't have a guest with me today, but I just like talking to you, you teens, you young people out there. And what I want to share with you is something that um, at this time of year being spring is, is something to have a conversation or similar conversations like this with a lot of young people. And I had a conversation like this with a young man this past month that made me think about uh, sharing this information with you guys. So here it is. A lot of people out there have been going through hard times. A lot of people out there have been struggling with things like depression. In fact, you might be listening to this, and you might have had suicidal thoughts, suicidal feelings. Now, I, for one, take that stuff very seriously. It's It's been kind of my thing that I help young people out with for the past, shoot, I can't remember how many years now. I lost count. And so I'm always trying to to find out different ways to see and to look at depression, look at Um, things like feeling suicidal and having suicidal thoughts. And so for uh, for those of you out there that can relate to that personally, or you have some loved ones, some friends in your life that have opened up to you and let you know that they're struggling, I want to give you this information so that you could help them uh, understand and maybe take a different twist and different spin on the way they're looking at their mental health. So each and every one of us that's ever walked this earth has had ups, downs, highs, lows. We've had good times, we've had bad times. Unfortunately, sometimes we go through difficult times and we don't know how to deal with it. We don't know how to bounce back from those difficult times. And a lot of times what happens is we get low, we start doubting ourselves, we start second guessing our, ourselves. And if that happens for long enough and if we're sensitive and which is not a bad thing, but if we're sensitive to the thoughts and feelings of other people, if we're sensitive to um, our own self-criticism and we have a hard time shaking off negative things that people say um, or shaking off you know, actions or facial expressions or comments that are made towards us from family or friends, it's easy to get stuck in a place where you're feeling that life just isn't for you. In fact, I hear this very often in my, you know, in my work being a counselor where a young person will tell me that they haven't really have any highs, any lows, they're just numb. They're going through a time in their life where they just feel like life's not worth living. People wouldn't miss them. That People wouldn't even miss them if they're gone. And in some extreme cases, you know, some young people that I talk to feel really suicidal and actually want to do something to try to make themselves not live anymore. And What I'm about to share with you isn't what you say exactly to them to stop themselves from taking their life because if someone is at that point and they want to take their life and they're planning on taking their life, you have to narc them out. And when I say you have to narc them out, that friend code, that bro code, that homie code where it's like a friend will tell you, hey, listen, I'm suicidal, but don't tell anyone because my parents would freak out, people would kill me, and... Oftentimes we feel like we have to keep that secret for them. Well, I'm telling you, if it's a real serious suicidal situation, not only are you not going to keep that secret for them, you're just going to give them a couple choices. You're going to tell them either A, you know, we can uh, do this together. I can help you talk to someone about this, or B, I can just go tell someone. But there is no C. There is no you not talking about it. And when you do that, or if this if this comes up. I want you to be very clear to your friend that's telling you this information that you're thankful, first and foremost, that they would trust you and open up to you. But that's just a little disclaimer. That's not really what I want to talk about. But those are the simple steps. You tell them, thank you. Thanks for trusting me. Try to get as much information out from them as possible to to help you understand what the level of this threat is. And then you give them those options. It's like, hey, I can help you tell your parents, counselors, different types of people or I can go tell them for you, but not telling anyone is not an option. So, what I'm about to tell you though has nothing to do with those specific steps, but it's something I want you to keep in mind for yourself if you're struggling with depression, suicidal thoughts, or if you know someone who is. And it's, it's very simple. Every single one of us out there that's going through depression, suicidal thoughts, really struggling, is dealing with the death of something already. What I mean by that is, Sometimes we go through life experiences where it feels like a part of us died. The young man I was talking to last month, you know, the past couple years have been really rough on him. And he has a lot of obvious reasons that would make him feel bad. And he was telling me that for some reason he just doesn't feel a point to live life just doesn't seem like it's gonna work out for him. And so when I started asking him more detailed questions this, this young man was not going to attempt. He was just talking about how he feels. And when I was asking him, you know, some questions and talking to him about what exactly was going on, throughout the weeks it kept on coming up the same, the same feelings, the same stories. Until so one day we had a conversation and I simply shared with him, I said, Maybe you're not wanting to die. Maybe you're grieving the death of your former self. Maybe what's happening to you right now is that the young man who you used to be, this happy, cheerful person that made his parents happy, there's parts of you that have changed. There's parts of you that you no longer have the same hopes and dreams. You don't want to be that same person anymore. And instead, you're trying to figure out who you really are or at least who you're really supposed to be and what you're supposed to do with your life. And you don't think other people are gonna agree with that. You don't think that's gonna be accepted by your parents and your family members. And he agreed with me, he said, you're totally right. So I told him to consider it this way, or to think about it this way. When, if you've ever gone to a funeral, or you've ever grieved a real death, there's certain stages that people have to go through when they're grieving. Most people think that grieving is specifically for death, but it's not just for death. But to help you better understand this, Think about a funeral you've gone to or think about when you've lost someone close in your life, a breakup. You feel the pain of this could be it. I didn't expect this to happen. Um, this is much harder than I thought it'd be. And you feel the piercing physical pain that's coming from a social and emotional situation, which is the death of a loved one or a breakup of a relationship. You want the pain to stop. In fact, in many songs, people will say things like dying of a broken heart. But that's actually more literal than it sounds because what happens is when we lose someone that we love, like I said, death or in a breakup in these two examples, examples—a part of us does die. The hope and dream that our life would stay the same, that life could just be the way it's always been is gone. What I ask you guys to do is Google the different stages of grief. Look at those stages, and you'll see there's tons of articles on it, tons of information on it. Look at those. There's anger. There's resentment. There's, um, you know, the, there's the uh, where you're bargaining. You're trying to make sense, like, well, if, if I could bring this person back or i get back together with them, you know, I'd do anything. Some people pray out to God and, you know, to a higher power, saying, if you just give me one more chance, I'll... I'll clean my room. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll do my homework, at, you know, however we plead with, you know, with the higher power. And that's bargaining, trying to trying to like bring it back to life. Unfortunately, there's not a lot of things that we can do to change and go back to the past once a relationship is gone. And so we have to deal with the grief of that relationship. The young man I was talking to that uh, made me think about this last month. The death that he was really grieving was the death of him, his former self. He was this cute, cuddly young teenager that his parents were happy with all the time. In the past couple years, you know, it, he's changed, and him and his parents have been fighting a lot. And he feels like a disappointment; like no one's going to want him around. He had some, he had some bad run-ins with some friends and lost some relationships and his friend group is is pretty small now. And so what he learned and what he realized in this conversation is that it's not that he wants to die. He's just feeling the pain of the death of his former self. He's feeling the hopelessness that comes when you lose a very important relationship. And Some of the relationships that he feels he's losing because his old self is dying is the relationship with his parents and certain people who he used to try to make happy and used to try to please. But now they see him differently. He sees them differently. And it seems like that hope that he could be this great son to them is over. Well, I want to let you know that after my conversation with this young man and similar conversations with lots of people, it's not over. It's just being reborn. Your parents need you to help them change and help them evolve. Your parents need you to be in their life so that they'll be able to see what things in their life still need improvement on. See, you need your parents, but they also need you too. Sometimes you have to be an example to people who, in certain areas, weren't always the best example to you. Doesn't mean that you don't have good parents, doesn't mean that they don't have good things about them. But it does mean that if you're in a situation where you have the skills and the ability to talk to your parents and use language like this, telling them you feel like, you know, you're grieving your former self. You feel like that breakup or that friend that moved away or a part of your life, something that's happened to you has changed you. Most parents and most adults can relate to that. They can understand what you're talking about. And you can have a conversation with them and tell them that you want them to be a part of your life, the new version of you, but it's going to have to be different. You don't necessarily have to promise them what that's going to look like, but it's going to have to be different, and you need their help to figure that out. Always, when I am talking to young people, I'm telling them to go first. You cannot wait around for people to change who they are, change their attitudes, change their thoughts. Change their, you know, the way they view you. You can't wait around for that to happen. It may never happen, first off. And second off, it may take too long, and the moment of building a stronger relationship might be over. So I want you to go first. I want you to talk to your parents, or it could be your friends, and let them know that you're going through a hard time and it feels like a death. That way, you actually get to talk about dying and you get to talk about the pain of loss and death without using the words that you want to take your life. I know that when you feel like you can't live life and can't make it, it feels like you want to die. But I also know that you just don't want to live your old version of your life or the current pain that you're going through. And I'm here to tell you, you don't have to. You can change that. But you have to see it in a totally different way. And I'm suggesting you see it. Yeah, there is a death. You are feeling a death. But it doesn't mean that you have to act out on it your old self is dying, you're trying to hold on to some of the things of the past, but it's time to move on, talk to your friends, talk to your parents about this. Use these type of words to help the conversation, because when you go to your parents and when you go to your friends and say, I want to kill myself, I don't want to live anymore, and you're feeling that, sometimes it sets such an alarm off to your parents and your family and friends that it's hard to have the conversation go anywhere except for, now we got to take you to the hospital, now we got to do this. Now, I'm not asking you to know the exact difference if you're suicidal or not, but if you're not actively trying to take your life, if this is not a situation where you're planning to take your life, I believe that this type of words can help you talk about it in a different way to relieve the stress, to relieve the tension of your situation, relieve some of the pain, connect with your friends, families, and loved ones so that you can get through this difficult time in your life. Take that to heart, you guys. I really uh, look forward to hearing from some of your feedback about the information and learning here on this podcast. DM us on the Instagram. Hit us up. Let us know. And uh, most importantly, the rest of this week, just be cool. Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Kozlowski is a mental health professional, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional on the Still Trippin' podcast.